You are listening to a Hippily Horror Stories Patreon bonus preview. If you like what you're hearing, stick around to the end to find out how you can get more. Hey guys, welcome to episode 983 of Hillbilly Shorts. Man, we are getting close. Yep, a couple more weeks. All up in there. Woohoo! Tracy, this is called The Origins of the Windshield Pitting Mystery. And excuse Ninja, I don't know why he's so loud again tonight. But anyway, go have, go ahead about your windshield. Alright, so let's get into this. Late March 1954, people from the town of Bellingham, Washington, up in Washington State, began spotting little dings in their car windshields. So residents reported the damage to the police, who theorized that it was the work of vandals and their BB guns. That makes sense. Yeah. Had the incident remained confined to just Bellingham, perhaps that would have been the end of it. But it didn't. Reports of windshield pitting soon spread to nearby towns, and by mid-April, news reached even Seattle. As more newspapers covered the so-called pitting epidemic, how about that? Well, how about that? All I know is them BB guns got a long range on them. (laughs) More reports of windshield damage came flooding in. The concern here reached such levels that motorists stopping police cars in the middle of the street to submit reports. So they just flagged down a police officer. It soon escalated to assistance being requested from the Washington governor, Arthur Langley, and President Dwight D. Eisenhower. Dang. Shit's getting serious. So what caused the windshield pitting? When the initial hypothesis of hoodlums vandalizing cars with their BB guns was perhaps the most logical of theories to come, many people refused to accept it. The damage was so widespread, it couldn't all be the result of vandalism, surely. Yeah, that's just too coincidental. And don't call me Shirley. <laughs> However, alternative theories, while even more appealing to the locals, weren't any more believable. Once its theory re- revolved around a new radio transmitter at a nearby naval radio station. I have a thought. Yes. Maybe all the birds had ate some really bad food, and when they pooped, their poop returned. It was, like, hard, and then it pinged on the cars from all over the place. That's probably going to be as good as anything we got else coming. Oh. So, back to this naval radio station transmitter. People believe that it produced sound waves capable of causing physical oscillation in the, in the glass. Was it just on the glass, or was it on all the cars? It's the windshields. Just the windshields. Just the windshields. Okay. Others thought the dings were caused by cosmic rays or fallout from H-bomb tests. The idea sounded interesting in theory, but when pressed to explain how either could have caused the damage, nothing really materialized. And perhaps, most astonishing of all, some people thought the pits were the results of hatching sand flea eggs. E. I think my excuse is the best one. Never mind that it's highly unlikely that any insect or its eggs could survive the windshield manufacturing process. So people were thinking, like, it was in the glass mm-hmm. when the glass was made. Oh, no way. Well, that's what they were saying. No. Well, it didn't turn out anything. Given the widespread reports, though, law enforcement officials launched an investigation. They looked at 15,000 cars in the impacted areas, and they found that more than 3,000 cars had sustained some type of damage. But, as their investigation continued, they reached the conclusion that the damage was neither the result of vandalism nor nuclear fallout. That's good. Yeah, that's very good, yeah. You know, you laugh, 
But we lived, when me and my first wife got our first house, it was in Valley Station, Kentucky, in a place called Valley Village. We didn't find out until after we bought the house. We ended up actually making the people who bought uh, that sold it to us buy it back because we weren't told. How the hell is that possible? You should have figured I was probably getting ready to tell you. Oh, duh. Sorry. <laughs> I know. You'll feed me. When we found out after the fact that it's, it, well, we didn't know. We knew that it was right next to a, a Louisville gas and electric power plant. Mm-hmm. What we didn't know is there were tons of lawsuits already out against the power plant because whatever was coming from their smokestacks was actually eating the paint off of cars and off of, oh. like, vinyl siding and stuff on the house. Whoa, no kidding. Yeah. So, you sold it back to the realtor or the people that you bought it the from? The man who we bought it from, when we confronted him literally about three months later after finding out that there was all these lawsuits and we were never informed, he was forced to buy it back. What an idiot. So. What do you think's going to happen? Because, I mean, we had, a, we had, Austin was, like, four years old at the time. So we had a, a young kid, and you're living in a place where stuff is all in the air. Yeah. That's eating the paint off of cars and off of your house. Well, shame on him and for we not telling you all. See, that's so. that's really sad. Anyways. Anyway, so, the, so that kind of stuff can happen. Mm-hmm. It doesn't surprise me. Anyways, instead of officials believed that the pits and the dings had always been there, people had only just now noticed them. So Sergeant Mac Max Allison was a representative from the uh, Seattle Police Department's Crime Laboratory, famously stated that the windshield pitting reports were five percent hoodlumism and ninety five percent public hysteria. Public hysteria. Yeah. So they're saying that once the word started spreading, everybody started noticing them in their windshield. Oh, it was like, oh, oh no, I got it too. I got. So you, you start that mass hysteria where once. If the, if the first couple hadn't been pointed out, probably nobody, nobody would have noticed, noticed it. In other words, car windshields sustain dings and pocking through natural usage. Perhaps a small fraction of the 1954 incident can be explained away by rowdy use and poorly aimed BB guns, but the majority are the result of natural causes. Through routine usage of a car, drivers wouldn't necessarily notice, wouldn't necessarily notice the damage. After all, you look through a windshield under normal circumstances not at it. People noticed that the pits and the dings only after newspapers called attention to it. And with that, just as quickly as the reports of nefarious windshield damage began, they abruptly ceased by the end of the following month. Today, most people consider the Seattle windshield pitting incident a textbook example of mass delusion. For example, while 3,000 damaged cars sounds like a large number, it's still only a fraction of the 15,000 that were examined which in turn barely make a dent in the millions of cars in Washington State. No pun intended. Really. In other words, the number of windshields may seem like a lot, but only because we're focusing on it. Take a step back and look at it from context of the cars in the state, and the picture tells a different story. But, while we're Washington residents susceptible to believing the popular conspiracies explaining the windshield damage, first we need to look at the circumstances that give rise to mass delusions that depend on a few factors, rumors and false yet plausible beliefs, media influence, reinforcement of false beliefs by authority figures, and recent geopolitical events. All these things were present during the spring of 1954. Local newspapers covered the windshield pitting incidents. The damage 
began after the new radio transmitter was built. Was it just a coincidence? The mayor believed that the threat was credible enough to contact the state governor and the American president. But perhaps it's the last factor that influenced people the most. Anxiety over nuclear testing and nuclear fallout pervaded the minds of many Americans. Paranoia heightened sensitivity created an environment where seemingly minor things could only be the result of a hostile external threat. So, did they get their windshields paid for? I don't know that they did. Did the insurance cover it? I don't know if they did. It does say collective delusions live on. Mass delusions have occurred all throughout history. The Seattle windshield pitting epidemic was one. Salem witch trials were another. But before we dismiss collective delusions as an artifact of the past, let's remember that history tends to repeat itself. During the summer of 2020, residents across the United States began believing began receiving mysterious packages in the mail. True crime aficionados believe that these packages contained threatening letters or body parts. They didn't. They contained seeds from China. Remember all that was going on last year? Yes, I do remember that. I can't remember what was in the box, though. Yeah, as the reports of the mysterious seeds flooded the internet, warnings quickly followed. Don't plant the seeds because they might wreck your local ecosystem. Throw the seeds away because they might be a biological weapon. Rumors and, and speculation proliferated across Facebook and Twitter. Government agencies eventually intervened and deemed the seeds to be part of an illicit e-commerce strategy known as a brushing scam in which companies boost their rankings by creating fake transactions in order to post high-positive reviews. Hmm. So there you go. What's What things some people won't do? Now, with that being said, a year after those seed mailings, the Atlantic had another explanation. They said it was a result of forgotten orders that the recipients had placed on Amazon months before. So it's like, you know... It, you, they bought it, and it was coming from China, and it was going to take a couple of months to get here, and they'd have forgot about it. Well, that could be true. They So then they all didn't have seeds in it, right? No, they all had seeds. The ones that the ones that people were making a big deal about. Oh. But they were coming from China, and almost anything you order from China, like, like those lights I ordered, mm-hmm. you know, they took literally two months to get here. Yeah, that's true. So, anyways, I just thought that was kind of an interesting story. Mass hysteria. It was. I just hope they got their windshield paid for. Man, I hope they planted those seeds. I would have took those seeds. I'd have planted them and been excited to see how they what came up. I've been out there looking every day. You would. So. Weirdo. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We love you. Talk to you later. Bye. Hey, guys. If you like what you just heard, we do six of those small bonus episodes every single week. We also do two full-length bonus episodes every month. We do a listener stories episode and then a story that's just like the ones you would typically hear on the regular feed. If you're interested in supporting us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com and look up Hillbilly Horror Stories or go to hillbillyhorrorstories.com and there's a direct link right there. Thank you guys so much for what you do for us.